Hi and assalamualaikum. My name is Rakaya Bright and welcome to episode 11 of Breaking Barriers Part 1 of the Ramadan series. Today we'll be talking about making the most of your Ramadan. And we have with us Maryam Parker. Assalamualaikum everyone. My name is Maryam. This is I think my third episode that I've been on Rakaya's podcast and I'm yeah. loving it. Okay. Well, I just think like I said, like I'm just so excited for Ramadan. I think a lot of us actually unfortunately don't don't take it in the way it's supposed to be taken and it's kind of just like another month okay we're fasting i think people more take on the aspect of, okay no eating no drinking but that's that's not the biggest thing you know why we fast and i wanted to i like bought up a couple hadiths and so one of the hadiths that i first wanted to mention and this is narrated by abu hurayra the prophet says whoever does not give up forged speech and evil actions allah is not in need of his leaving of his food or his drink basically allah Allah will not accept his fasting and so this is in Sahih Bukhari 1903 and so basically when I was going through and like finding different hadiths talking about Ramadan and like certain ayahs in the Quran that talks about fasting why we fast and all that and when we did the topic of when we chose the topic of okay how can we tell people or how can we show people motivate them to make the, the most out of Ramadan I don't think you can make the most out of Ramadan if you don't understand why we are fasting in the month of Ramadan or why this month is the most important month in the Islamic calendar so basically I think number one is also understanding like I said why we fast in the month of Ramadan and so that's when I wanted to go over in Surah Baqarah Ayah um, 183 Allah says oh believers fasting is prescribed upon you so fasting is prescribed upon you as it was pres- as it was for those before you and I think hopefully I said that correctly and I'm going to read the whole ayah actually so I get all about so ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum as-siyamu kama kutiba alayki alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun so a lot of people hear the word taqwa and they're like okay that's like being conscious of God of God right so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says oh believers prescribing is prescribed for you as it was for those before you so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us that comfort that you know this is not your first rodeo this this has been prescribed people before you as well not just for yourself your you know generation or your people and so perhaps you will become mindful of Allah so so I think that's really important because when we say why do we fast it's not a lot of people say oh well it's to understand what the homeless people feel well why are the homeless fasting you know it's a good it's a good kind of reason but that's not the main reason why we fast it's to it's to attain taqwa you know, to attain God consciousness. And again, there's so many other aspects you can say. You can be like, oh, well, you know, fasting is good for your body. Yeah, alhamdulillah, fasting is it's good for your body, but that's not the main reason we're fasting. And so another thing too is the next ayah I wanted to go over was ayah 185 in Surah Baqarah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ramadan is the month in which the Quran was revealed as a guide for humanity with clear proofs of guidance and the standard to distinguish between what is right and what is wrong. So whoever is present this month, let him fast. But whoever is ill or on a journey, let him fast an equal number of days after Ramadan. Allah Allah intends ease for you, not hardship, so that you may complete the prescribed period and proclaim the greatness of Allah for guiding you, and perhaps you will be grateful. So I think that's really important because a lot of us, like I said, 
maybe when we were younger it kind of was okay it's time it's that time of month you know we have to start fasting but fasting in my head is like a self of like I don't know like self-purification does that make sense like yeah I feel like it's mindful yeah it's and even when the Prophet I'm not quoting it directly but he talks about even like when it comes to desires and everything that fasting is better for you because it kind of controls your desires so i feel like it's kind of like that self-purification when i think of fasting or ramadan in general because fasting is not only for ramadan fasting can be done throughout the whole entire year so that's number one um number two i think going into okay how can we make the most of ramadan i think definitely gain knowledge on certain aspects you're interested in or things that you struggle with and i think this is important because like for me i get distracted very fast so i know for me i i my biggest interest right now or something i feel like i'm struggling with is hushu and prayer so what i want to do is to move on and I, I want to learn more about how to attain hushu and that's um i'm not how do you describe that in english like concentration mindfulness yeah i i guess like concentration or mindfulness of your prayer so how can i attain khushu in my salah so i like i said i'm i i my thoughts you know they start racing and everything so how to get my mind back and just what um i just want to add to that that you just said right mm-hmm. so recently um my dad and has been going through like the meaning of everything you're saying while you're praying like surah fatiha like all the ayat yes. um everything you're saying all of that the meanings of all of them mm-hmm. so when you're praying like you're like thinking about the translation in your head so you know the meaning of what you're saying mm. so you're more mindful exactly and i think a lot of um for the non-arabic speakers i mean as we're learning these words i mean not well when we learned them when we were younger it kind of became like muscle memory so it's like okay we know we're in sujood we know what we have to say but like you said understanding what we are saying you know it's it's very powerful even there is hour long videos of the tafsir of just surah fatiha surah fatiha is very very powerful and a lot of us really skim over it we don't really take into it what are we saying when we say ihdinas sirat al mustaqim you know guide me onto the straight path and even in the beginning of the surah there's just so much within surah fatiha that's like it's so powerful and we say it every single prayer we say it every single day and hopefully inshallah we're saying it every single day so it's very important to understand what you are saying and to take it in while you're saying it. and that's why even with khushu that also could come into maybe a lot of us have um trouble maybe we're we're rushing we have to we have somewhere to be so we're still saying the words you know we're getting we're doing it correctly but it's we're doing it we're rushing it so then we're not really getting that ajr or that um that goodness from our prayers so also setting time where we're not praying 10 minutes before the next salah comes in we're praying at a decent time we're praying like in surah al-mu'minun where um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when they pray their prayers at the prescribed times so it's very important to make sure we're not delaying prayer and that's another thing a lot of us struggle with you know we feel like we have oh we have about an hour left next thing we know it's 5 minutes before the adhan and it's like it's it's very close we shouldn't cut it that close yeah um another thing is learning new duas i feel like that's that's a really good 
way to make the most of your Ramadan because even like with the the words of the prayer that also is like we've been taught it we memorized it we got it a lot of the du'as we say even the du'as um maybe before for example before breaking your fast some people might just say it right away okay but do you know what you're saying so not only learning new du'as but reviewing old du'as and understanding the meaning of what those mean you know because I mean even after prayer you know a lot of people they have a lot of du'as they say but may not be actually taking it in and that's the biggest thing you know understanding what you are saying and that it you kind of move different when you understand what you're saying especially these words are very powerful so I say definitely like if you can there I don't know if you know like there's like you know those pocketbooks is called like the fortress of the muslim and yeah it's like, it's like packed with du'as I recommend everyone go and get that I don't even know this I I doubt that it's like a lot it's it's literally a small little pack of du'as and um you probably can find it on like Amazon or any other like online store, any like um, Islamic bookstore. It's very beneficial because it's, it has du'as for entering the bathroom, du'as for what you say. It, it breaks down the prayer as well. So du'as when you say in sujood, in prostration, all of that. So I recommend to get the Fortress of the Muslim. <laughs> and um, another thing um, within that realm that I would say of like, you know, learning about certain aspects you may struggle with or something you're interested in. Um, I've always been interested in like the journey of the soul, like after you pass away. So like that's something I, I've always just been interested in, period. But I've just been so like busy with school and everything. I haven't really got a chance to maybe like sit down and watch like a series lecture on it or like read a book about it. So but I, yeah. You but it's so funny that you mentioned that because the like for this whole week i've been listening to a bunch of lectures about that exact that is- topic <laughs> we're literally twins like what <laughs> yes i'm telling you it's it's interesting and it's so it's it's kind of ironic too it's kind of funny because on the flip side a lot of people they kind of avoid reading about these types of things or learning about these things because as humans, we are afraid or we're scared of things that we don't know about. You know what I'm saying? And so death is the hype. It's the unseen. We don't, it's not, like, it's not tangible. We can't see it. We can't feel it. We don't, we've never been there before. Yeah. So the reason why I'm interested in it is because at the end of the day, this, this world is not where we're going to be ending up. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to, there's, we're going to die and then we're resurrected. This, this place that we live on is not our end all be all, you know? Yeah. So I definitely recommend you guys and obviously I mean in in, in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to remember death often you know so don't push it away or don't run from death because it will it will catch you you know so just learning about um, death and also preparing for it because it's something that we can't avoid you know and another thing is tarawih tahajjud niqiyam so I put this down I know a lot of people for me, I kind of didn't understand. I know tarawih is like a whole separate thing, but tahajjud and qiyam, I've always like intertwined the two. I didn't really understand the differences. But when I was researching it, they say that tahajjud is more of like you're praying, maybe like right after Asha and stuff, but you're not going to sleep. And a lot of people um, say that qiyam is when you are going to sleep and you're waking from your sleep and then you're doing your prayers. Have yep. you heard that? Yeah, okay. it's like in the last third of the night. Exactly. Like so right night. before Fajr, but like, uh, really big gap between Asia yep yeah exactly and so I also wanted to mention um, a hadith that says this is from um, narrated by Abu Huraira and the Prophet said whoever established prayers on the night of Al-Qadr 
out of sincere faith and hoping for a reward from Allah, then all of his previous sins will be forgiven. And whoever fasts in the month of Ramadan out of sincere faith and hoping for a reward, a reward from Allah, then all of his previous sins will be forgiven. And this is in Sahih Bukhari 1901. And there's other narrations of this similar hadith that talks about just in general, you know, standing and praying with sincere faith in your heart. You're, you're trying to be forgiven. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you inshallah and I think that's very beautiful because it's like it like motivates us so when we say okay how can you make the most of Ramadan okay learning about your rewards I feel like that really that motivates you to be okay this is what I'm getting okay you know it motivates you to be okay I'm gonna make the best of Ramadan and because it's for it's it's for you it's to help you and also it's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he's the one who's prescribed this upon us you know yeah. He's not in need of our fast, but it's something he prescribed upon us. Yeah. And um, another thing, too, is uh, this was me yesterday because I noticed a lot of people say, oh, you know, don't eat like too, too much. Because then like when you pray, when you pray Tarawih, which is the, the prayer after Aisha, that you will kind of be a little like, you know, it'll be, it'll be harder for you to stand. And so yesterday when I was making Tarawih, it was I felt like very like not down but like I felt stuffed and the thing is I ate really good food but I ate dessert right after so like it was my stomach was like not happy with me but again tarawih is very important um and then also witr which is after tarawih also um maybe learning that dua kunut al-witr I think I did say it right dua kunut yeah and that's a very important dua too and I was actually watching a video and, and this is by Tahir Wyatt and he was saying how many of you guys when the imam is saying uh, the witr dua you guys just say ameen 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 because you guys don't understand what you're saying you know so Allahumma ihdina min hadayt you know talking about guidance a lot of us mm-hmm. may not even know what that means so maybe like reviewing that dua maybe if you don't memorize reviewing it before tarawih so you kind of can go back into that mindset okay what does this dua mean what are we asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for yeah um let's see um then i have getting to know the quran because obviously this is when this is the month of the quran and it's it's very important to go over it and go over the tafsir i know we've mentioned meaning a lot and this may not be really applicable to maybe who are arabic speakers because you know this is something they already have learned but it's still important to go over the tafsir it's the meanings behind the quran and that's applicable to anybody you know it's we have the translation, the transliteration, and then we have the tafsir. The tafsir is very important. There's so many versions of tafsir. There's tafsir Ibn Kathir, that's a very um, popular one. And that's what I really want to do, especially this Ramadan, is go in depth. Like even the tafsir um, of Surah Baqarah, because I'm on Surah Baqarah right now. And you can see like hour long videos, two hour long videos, two hours and 30 minute um, long videos that are going over, breaking down surah Baqarah or any other surah like you'll be amazed to see how in depth you can get into any surah no matter how small like even surah fatiha like i mentioned yeah and even if you know the meaning of it like like they say the quran is an ocean mm-hmm. oh the meaning there's still like meanings under that meaning that you can still like look for and on rereading and rereading and you might see something you never realized before or noticed before Exactly, like even how we mentioned for Surah Duha, there was two ayahs that you also pondered upon. It was like, oh my God, like I've never taken it in this way. And same for me. Um, there's I, so many surahs. Ayah, ayah seven? 
was it um it was the one that said um we you, we found you lost and we found guided you lots and guided you yep exactly exactly and for me i want hopefully i'm saying this right but it's sort of duha um so basically like we there Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was talking to the prophet and I want to find the actual meaning so I'm not mistranslating this let me go really quickly while you're looking for that I just want to say so to backtrack a little mm-hmm. I just want to give some context to some things and like events that happened in Ramadan and why the month is important yes so obviously like you said um the Quran was revealed in Ramadan and um the prophet actually was had his first revelation given to him mm-hmm. in the month of Ramadan on the first night of Laylatul Qadr and it was said that the um revelation would be hard on him in um surah muzammil ayah 5 inna sanulqi alayka qawlan thakila it said that the um, revelation would be hard on him because a lot of the times it was narrated that the um prophet when he was given his revelation Aisha actually narrated that he would physically sweat you could see the sweat the beads of sweat on his face mm-hmm. when he was given the revelation and i forgot which companion this was but one companion when he was writing down the narration the um, revelation when the prophet received it his leg got heavy his le- the prophet's leg was on top of his leg and his leg got so heavy he thought his leg was going to break mm. and um obviously the quran was revealed in the month like we said before and before the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam passed away he said um angel jibril reviewed the quran with him twice on his last ramadan to solidify the end of revelation and also the shaitan is locked away in ramadan which mm-hmm. the shayatin is all locked away so it makes it easier for us to do good and to fast you know what i mean like yeah it's so much easier on us because you're not being persuaded by the waswasa exactly and- so it makes it easier to like focus and not get distracted and also the companions i feel like a lot of times we're so busy in ramadan but the companions they used to schedule their like ramadan in such a way that they were not busy they had like a lot of time mm-hmm. does that make sense it, it does a lot of times we schedule it like 10 10 10 like the first 10 days the middle of the month and then the last 10 days but they used to schedule it 20 10 so the last 10 nights they'd be like increasing um what they were doing and then the first 10 the first 20 days they had a specific regimen or schedule they would follow and right. then 10 days they'd increase in that because you know the nights of laylatul qadr it's it's so powerful and actually um what you mentioned um before with talking about their busy schedules we say we're busy right with school and everything but the prophet sallam and the sahabas were 10 times 20 times more busy than us so we're able to put um 
aside some time for dhikr even if maybe you're walking to class or you're doing homework you can set aside some time for dhikr or maybe you're folding your laundry maybe play some quran you're still paying attention i wouldn't say use quran as like a um, a background noise we shouldn't use yeah. that but paying attention to it maybe while you're doing something small you know i feel like or even while you're cooking you know i feel like a lot of times we say we're busy but what do we mean by that like busy by exactly what because we have certain tasks to do but the only time we become busy is when we're not really having our priorities straight because we can do our homework for hours right so you know it's all about having your priorities straight so i like how you mentioned that of like the prophet and sahabas and sahabiyat were also busy too you know yeah but they still made time they they still made time and since you mentioned Laylatul Qadr I actually wanted to go over that since I mentioned the dua that talks oh actually I'll go back to the hadith that you did mention about um how uh, the devils are changed so this was narrated by Abu Harira and Allah's messenger sallallahu said when the month of Ramadan starts the gates of the heaven are opened and the gates of hell are closed and the devils are chained and that is referenced in Sahih Bukhari 1899 and that's very important and I have a question. What would you say to people who, okay, Allah SWT has told us that the devils are chained. What can you say to people who say, well, I still feel like I'm being overcome by the West West of Shaitan. I still feel like I'm procrastinating or I still feel like I'm not at my best in Ramadan, even though the West West of Shaitan is gone. Like, well, what would you say to that? Or like, what advice would you give to someone who's saying that? Well, I feel like um, when it's because like it's become a habit, like you're so used to doing it right mm-hmm. in time i feel like obviously habits you can change them it takes time you have to like slowly start changing that thing that has become normal to you and mm-hmm. obviously eventually you'll get over that and then you can get better and you can move past it does that make sense yeah i see i like that because i feel like a lot of people they I don't want to say use that excuse because it actually could be something they're actually struggling with, but they're like, they don't understand why it's happening, you know? So I feel like that's really important. Habits become daily things that you are incorporating into your day. So if you feel like you're constantly being lazy, you're like, well, I thought this was the West West of Shaitan. There's so many du'as that we are basically seeking refuge from laziness, right? We're sleeping, we're seeking refuge from that and also from Shaitan. So if Shaitan is locked up, then why am I still feeling this way? It's because of habits, you know, we all have them. And another thing too, I want to go back to Layla Al-Qadr and um, in Surah Layla Al-Qadr, A'udhu Billahi Min Shaitan Al-Rajim, Bismillah Rahman Rahim. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "Inna anzalnahu fi Layla Al-Qadr." So indeed, it is we who sent down the Quran on the night of glory. Wa ma adraka ma Layla Al-Qadr, and what will make you realize what the night of glory is? So Layla Al-Qadr is khairum min alfi shahr. The night of glory is better than a thousand months. Like when I read this ayah, I was like, that it's. It's like it's so hard to really take in because a thousand months, how many years is that? I don't even know. Like that's that's a long time, right? And then Tanzil al Malaikatu or Ruhu Fiha Biadni Rabbihim Min Kuli Amr. Did you repeat that one more time? I didn't hear you. Um for ayah number three? Yeah. Okay. Laylatul Qadri Khairum min Alfi Shahar. So the night of glory is better than a thousand months. Like I was like, that is just subhanAllah, like how many years is that? That just praying on the Laylatul Qadr is better than a thousand months. Allah SWT is giving this to us. He's literally giving this to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
and the next ayah is tanzeen al-malaika tawarrutu fiha bi-idni rabbihim min kulli amr that night the angels and the holy spirit descend by the permission of their lord for every decreed matter salamun hiya hatta maghla'il fajr it is all peace until the break of dawn and Dilatul Qadr is a very beautiful surah and I feel like you guys definitely maybe all of us have memorized maybe some of us have not I say go over this surah especially in Ramadan definitely throughout the year too but it's a very powerful surah and I also wanted to go over um, talking about dua and I think a lot of us um, again like when we talk about dua it's something sometimes we get really busy and we feel like we don't have time for it but when i saw this hadith i was like there is importance in it and anas ibn malik narrated that the prophet said the supplication dua is the essence of worship and this was referenced in jamia tirmidhi 3371 and so this just shows you the importance of making dua and then i wanted to go back to surah baqarah and I, hopefully I can read this correctly and this is in ayah 186 so Allah says when my servants ask you O Prophet about me I am truly near. I respond to one's prayer when they call upon me. So let them respond with obedience to me and believe in me. Perhaps they will be guided to the right way. So dua is it's it's more than what we kind of think of just okay, you want something you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. You know, like it's deeper than that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times dua is like there's so much power within dua but we don't really see it. And I think even like when we read stories of the prophets, we see how powerful just a small du'a can be. Just it can change. Yeah. Um, sorry for cutting you off. No, you're good. It's like the du'a in um, when Prophet Yunus was in the belly of the whale, mm-hmm. and he made that du'a, and then Allah protected him and let the whale spit him out back. And when he went to his people, all of his people were Muslim. Now I have to do I saved, but I can't remember it exactly. So I won't say it. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> cuz I don't want to say it wrong. Right, exactly. And even like there's so many like I said there's so many other duas with the prophets where you see them say this dua, you see them call upon Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala in times of hardship, even in times of ease calling upon Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, you see how their life can be truly transformed. So definitely trying to tap into making sincere dua, not only asking for for what you want, but while you're making dua, you know, talk to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't make it so formal. I think a lot of people when they think of dua, they think of it very structured, very formal, it has to be this type of way, this this type of way. You know, if you're you can talk to Allah do it as if maybe you're talking to your friend make a conversation because the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is better than any of your relationship with your friends so you should give that way more attention you know what I'm saying especially with dua because it's one on one and it can be group Prophet Yunus by the way Sorry. oh Prophet Yunus yeah okay in English right. but there is none worthy of worship except you glory to you indeed I have been of the transgressors 
And this is the story of who again? Repeat that. Um, Eunice, when he was in the belly of the whale, and mm. he said because he was at his lowest at this point, he had left his people, even right. though not to leave his people, because he got like so fed up with them, keep on not like coming to Islam and not listening, right to his call to Islam. Exactly. And then the whale swallowed him. When the whale swallowed him, and he was in the belly of the whale, he realized he was at his lowest point, and he made this dua, and then. Allah let the whale spit him up and after the whale spit him up and he went back to his people he saw all of them had become Muslim see it's beautiful and now remembering it even the hadith, um, the dua of Musa alayhi salam when he said Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayran fakhir my lord truly I'm in need of whatever good that you bestow on me and this also in the Quran um, and you can see shortly after this, you know, this is when the two daughters came to him and this is when he went back to the father and he got married and he was able to work for his father-in-law. And you just see how this dua is so powerful. This was not, this was not like days later. This was a, sh- a few moments after, you know, I'm not saying you're going to say, you're going to say this dua and then your life's going to be like perfect. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a certain time for when, um, he, he has like, even the, uh, the ayah in the Quran that says you know we plan you plan but Allah's best of planners so we may want something very very bad we say this dua over and over and over again but Allah may give us opposite of what we want or maybe he may delay what we want but the biggest key is to not be hasty when it comes to making dua because that also can lead for your dua not to be answered at all mm-hmm. and let me go back to another um, hadith that um, Abu Harira reported that the Prophet may Allah bless him and grant him peace said nothing is dearer to Allah than supplication than dua so that's just another you know add on to like dua is very important so try your best even maybe in the morning I remember I was telling Rukhaya this is like a couple months ago like I feel like I had a hard time finding a time to make dua and you told me like try to make it in the morning you know that also is very important some people make it at night but then maybe you fall asleep and you're like, ah, oh, I didn't make it. You know, I was trying my best to maybe make some in the morning and then try to make some at night and also make small du'as throughout the day. Yeah. And you know, the best times to like make du'a is the last third of the night, you know? Yes. And then also for Ramadan, because obviously it's good to read Quran the whole entire month. Mm-hmm. But one of the best times to read Quran is um, between after Fajr and after Asr because between those times the angels come down and Allah asks them when they come back up um what did you leave my um slave doing right and then they'll respond oh he was reading Quran or he was doing this act of worship or this right and that's beautiful that's so beautiful and even the sunnah of fasting on Mondays and Thursdays you know and I think, um, I don't want to misquote, so I'm not going to say it, but um, just it's very important, you know, a lot of, just knowing that that was the way the Prophet said him, that's the, that's the way that he did it. You know, try your best, maybe outside of Ramadan, just to incorporate that. And a lot of the people from the Sahaba, Sahabiyya, the Prophet them, the rest of the prophets, they would be fasting throughout the year. It's not like, okay, Ramadan's here, I'm fasting. Days outside of Ramadan, we're not fasting, you know. They're fasting. This is a part of their routine. You know what I'm saying? So... That- we can slowly add that to our routines after also yeah so to add Mondays and Thursdays also your deeds are taken up to Allah on yes that's what I was gonna say thank you yes 
so it's better to have your deeds taken up to Allah in a state of fasting. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I don't know how I forgot that because I was like, it was on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, well, what is that? I want to say it. And then it's wrong. That's exactly what I was going to say. And um, I also wanted to go over um, dua is very important, but also the dua of making for other people. And so Abu Darda, Abu Darda, may Allah be pleased with him, reported the Messenger of Allah said, The supplication of a Muslim for his Muslim brother in his absence will certainly be answered. Every time he makes a supplication for good for his brother or sister, the angel appointed for this particular task says, Ameen, may it be for you too. And this is also reported in Muslim in the collection is uh, Riyadh al-Salihin and the in-book reference is Hadith, Book 17, Hadith 1495. I, I, said, I love that. So much. I love that. Like, you're 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 trying to make da maybe like you know for me i'm making da for Rokhaya and i'm i'm sincere trying to make da for her and the angels are saying i mean it may be for you as well that's beautiful that is and let me see anything else yeah do you have anything else to add for that i think we i think we really got into it i, I think, think we did i think <laughs> yeah and like, maybe be like, mindful we need to be like everyone in general just needs to be more mindful in ramadan because mm-hmm. obviously you're fasting but like you said in the beginning your fasting is not only um withholding yourself from food and drinks it's also being mindful and staying away from things that are haram and things that you shouldn't be doing or shouldn't yeah. be doing. because fasting is also like your actions and your speech mm-hmm and I think a lot of times, like that's very important. And a lot of times that we have um, a lot of free time, that's when we kind of find ourselves doing things we're not really supposed to be doing. So I, I really say try to fill up that unproductive time with ibadah and things that, you know, will help you. I'm not saying that like every single second you have to be doing something. Like, obviously, you have downtime, but when you have too much of it, that's when you kind of see that it actually can cause problems, you know? Yeah. So being more mindful, having taqwa, that's the main essence of why we're fasting, the main essence of Ramadan. It's to look deep into ourselves. And there's an ayah in the Quran that says, I'm not sure what um, surah it is, but Allah will not change the condition of a people unless they can't change the condition for, within themselves. So we can't expect to be like these perfect Muslims, not that we ever will be, but expect to you know work on our, expect to have work being done to us and we're not trying to put in that work you know like why why am i not getting this job why am i not getting married why am i not why am i not um, getting into the school i want you know we want we want we want but we're not really putting in that work or you know going to Allah for things that are worldly you know where everything here is a lost creation so why should we go to worldly things of like um the creation when we should go into the creator the ones who created everything in this world you know and i feel like one thing we all struggle with um, is gossip because we all love drama and we all love mm, yeah. drama and talking about drama and discussing it amongst ourselves especially when you have nothing to talk about like the first thing that pops into head oh this drama, ha- drama happened like how um, the other day there was that thing at the Oscars with Will Smith oh yeah exactly everyone's talking about it we all love talking about drama but we have to be mindful of that and what you're saying I think that's really important too because 
even that situation there was like two sides of that oscar thing like people saying like you know he's horrible for doing that you know and all that and then people taking sides of no like that's how i want my man to stand up for me but it's like you know like it's it's not really productive time you know what i'm saying and these are celebrities like i feel like a lot of the time we always say like oh we don't look up we don't look up to celebrities but in a way if we're constantly mentioning them in a way we kind of we kind of do you know what i'm saying yeah if they're constantly on our mind if we're constantly talking about it we constantly see on social media yeah and whatever they like it affects us so deeply that we talk about it for like weeks at a time then we definitely are paying attention to what they're doing right it's kind of like we're watching their every move in a way and i know that sounds creepy but that's kind of what we're doing if constantly there's there's always something going on and then memes are being made about it and everything and we're not saying that we we don't look at this like obviously we see on social media it's funny but after we kind of reflect on and say like you know this kind of was a waste of a day or two like just talking about the same thing and i'm not sure if we mentioned this last time but or no we didn't mention that all this is what we were talking about we wanted to mention too i think when when you mentioned that it's easier for us to do good it's easier for us to do our bad during the month of ramadan because the shaitan is fucked up i think another thing is even goes into what you say about gossiping is we see people who are trying their best during the month of ramadan and maybe outside of ramadan we don't see that we try to call them like hypocrites or we try to we try to like paint them in this bad picture but this actually could be a form of like you know what they're trying to do better so who are you really to say that this is them being fake muslims because it's ramadan because it's actually could be the ramadan that they're they're really trying you know what i've seen a lot on tiktok also, a lot of girls they're putting on the hijab for ramadan because it's ramadan they're trying to wear it for the whole entire month and people are saying oh but you don't wear it throughout the year so if you wear it once a year does it like make a difference because you're not wearing it throughout the rest of the year but it does it's a step it's a step forward exactly like who are you to say that it doesn't make a difference because then i saw this after i seen that i saw this other girl's video right after it and i was like oh wow subhanallah she was like saying oh so she's trying to wear it throughout the whole time of the ramadan to build up like the ability to wear it outside of ramadan and be wearing it and you never know if that's their intention that's so. what I was going to say because a lot of people will be like, well, there's, there are people who are basically hypocrites, but you don't know that. That's that's between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you see someone doing good, you know, motivate them. Be like, you know, I noticed that you started wearing hijab. Like, that's, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of times it can go both ways because someone who um, may be fasting, some people may call that extreme. Hey, you know, and some people that are not fasting, it's kind of like, you know the the norm especially people our age to do to break your fast or just not to fast at all it's like they don't see the importance of it but if you see someone trying to do good during the month of the month don't shame them because you'll be asked about that on the day of, on the day of judgment for why you push someone away from the religion because you wanted to assume that they weren't doing right and their intentions were not right you don't know someone's niya you don't yeah and Allah already told us to assume the best mm-hmm. to make excuses yeah, so make- many excuses for your brother or sister in Islam you know don't automatically assume that it's something bad because if you do that kind of just says more about yourself than it says about someone else if you're constantly assuming that they're doing wrong or that there's a double meaning for what they're trying to do especially in Ramadan like this is a month of unity where we're supposed to all come together you know yeah. and, and even if you do see um, um, things that obviously are not right you know just ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to not to not allow you to become to that point to come to that point because it's when you see something bad we shouldn't think oh my god how could they do that we should be like I would be like hopefully 
I'm never put in that situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You are for them too. Like ask Allah to guide them mm-hmm. and bring them back instead of saying, oh, they're they're far gone. Yeah, because you don't know that. I'm telling you, you, you do not know that. And from a lot of our experiences, we may have been in that same situation. So you really can't really say that because Allah, like even in Surah Duha, Allah found you lost and guided you. So why don't why don't you think that that can happen to someone else? And the thing is that I feel like people don't realize, yeah, you may be the one um, doing the judging, but imagine if someone was talking about you in that way and yeah. saying about you, how would you feel? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I'm telling you that that's so important, and I think Ramadan also we talk about how our true or our quote unquote true colors come out, and so if we're talking about our true colors of being able to do the best of ibadah and do things easier, that also is showing who you are as a person of you know things you may need to work on in your personality that you feel like every time that I see someone who maybe doesn't do well outside of Ramadan or they're not quote unquote have the best reputation if you find yourself very very and I'm saying very quick I'm saying quick to mm-hmm. judge them then that's something you have to look in yourself and be like you know why am I feeling this way why am I feeling angry when I see a sister putting on her hijab during the month of Ramadan why do I feel angry when that high schooler stops vaping in the month of Ramadan why am I feeling angry that's a sign of goodness because throughout the year aren't you complaining that they're vaping <laughs> so yeah. if they're stopping it during Ramadan why are you complaining <laughs> you know you should be happy you should be the one celebrating right because we're, we're the ones who are saying like why is this so rampant within the teenagers especially you know the young teenagers this is this is affecting them and even more maybe even weed and other things other drugs like that this is affecting them to a whole other level and it's not just non-muslims there are so many muslims who are engaging in this as well so if you see them stopping this during the month of ramadan they're literally saving themselves because it's so addictive yeah, so you really shouldn't yeah if you like hope because if they can stop it for a whole month imagine if they one day decide to just stop it all entirely yeah that's what i'm saying and then also what were you gonna no no I was I was agreeing with you oh okay so also I was gonna say that um Ramadan should also be a time where we build on ourselves for the rest of the year not just we start doing these things and create these habits just for one month Mm -hmm. but we should try to create these habits and carry it on to the rest of the year yeah that's really important and I would say one thing before we wrap up I do want to say surround yourselves with those who are also having the same mindset of striving to make the most of the Ramadan and those who are constantly reminding you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because once you get yourself around those people you you constantly are feeling like okay I'm on that like high and maybe you're in the masjid maybe you don't make sunnah a lot you know you're like you want to start making sunnah your friend stands up to make the sunnah prayer and you're like you know what let me stand up to make the sunnah prayer that's not hypocrisy I think a lot of people think that but it's not it's positive peer pressure and when you hear peer pressure you're like huh no that's positive peer pressure yeah you'd rather be around someone who does that than maybe you know someone who's vaping you're like you know they offer it to you and you're like oh no like that's negative peer pressure but if it's positive peer pressure you are constantly not being peer not being pressured to do good but it's like you have the option to and so it motivates you to do that so surround yourselves with good people that reminds us me of the hadith we always keep on coming back to a lot mm-hmm. of times. I think we've mentioned it like five times already. Exactly. It's important. We have to keep saying the it. Who, um, sells must. If you align yourself with the man who sells must, yet some of the scent will rub off on you. But if you are with the man who sells charcoal, not charcoal, the blacksmith, the um, some of the scent will rub off on you. Exactly. And it's so important because 
there's people who are non-Muslim motivational speakers who will talk to you about, you know, show me your friends and I'm going to show you your future. You know what I'm saying? So your friends, people you keep around you is very, is very important, you know? And I'll, I'll, I mean, the Prophet always says like the, the, the person is upon the religion of their friends. So look on which be careful on who you take as companions, you know, it's very important. And even if like you just go to, you usually don't go to the lectures and like halakas and stuff, but your friend is going. So your friend's like, oh, do you want to come? And you're like, oh, sure, I'll go. And you're going, yeah, because your friend is going to be there. Mm-hmm. But you're, you and your friend are both still getting the reward for being there. Yeah. And I think a lot, a lot of people don't understand that you can renew your knee. You can renew your intention. Yeah, you may have been like, oh, you know, my friend's going, you know what? But I also want to gain knowledge. So I'm going to try to change that to make my intention for why I'm going. You know, that's very important. And inshallah, your friend will also get ajid for, you know, motivating you to come with her or him to be able to go to a lecture or something um, beneficial. And that's so important, especially during this month, but especially outside of the month as well. And you can motivate your friends to do that. And then, and I really hope they won't they won't take any offense to it, because when you motivate someone to do good, whether it's your friend, you know, what you know, if it is your friend or family member, you have to also understand that this is for themselves first before it's for you. So. Yeah. You know, modesty, you know, praying the, the Fadr's prayers, then praying the Sunnah prayers, all of these things, these extra things that we can do to better ourselves. Don't take it as like these are shots at you that they're like, oh, you don't do this. So, hey, you want to do this today because you don't really do this. It could also be towards themselves. They need motivation to do it. So let me call, let me call upon my friend. You know, take it as like an honor that your friend is coming to you because they, they want you both to get that edu, that reward of going and seeking the knowledge of Allah and I feel like it's easier to do something when you have when you know you have that support mm-hmm. when you have someone doing it along with you so you're not the only one going through the journey by yourself you have someone else with you for emotional support for moral support I'm telling you yeah that's so important yeah well thank you Miriam anytime I'm so glad you were here. I know, me too. And then, like, I know we always like end with one thing that we feel like people can take from this episode. So, what's one thing you want to leave off with? I feel like, um, like going back to what you said about the habits. Mm-hmm. Going back to what we said about the habits. Yeah. How, um, even though Shaitan and the Shayatin is chained mm-hmm. up in the gates of the enemy's clothes, you still feel like the Westwest is affecting you even though you know there's none but I feel like the habits you just need to be more mindful and just pay attention to what you're doing and try to change and take active steps to change like if it's your friends that are making you or not making you but are encouraging you to say these things and do these things you should change your friends or get better friends and even though yeah it may be hard to find better friends mm-hmm. but taking active to do it will be better for you in the future inshallah and just take it things one step at a time and don't judge people because they may be better in their religion and more practicing in their deen throughout the month of ramadan but throughout the rest of the year they may not be praying or they may not mm-hmm. be or they may not be um lowering their gaze or doing the things that they're supposed to be doing or they mm-hmm. And they may not be cussing now, or they may be vaping, and they're not vaping now, or drinking, all those things. Just because they're not doing it in the month of Ramadan, that doesn't mean they're hypocrites. 
they could actually genuinely be struggling with it you shouldn't be judging them you should be like praising them congratulating them you should be happy for them that they're at least not doing it in Ramadan or at least trying to change yeah I, I wow wow that's like everything I wanted to say <laughs> I literally only have one extra thing to say is just understand why you're fasting understand the importance of Ramadan what significant offense, events that happened within the month of Ramadan like the little snippet of the story of Prophet during the month of Ramadan getting revelation it's important to understand why we do the things that we do and that makes us motivated to do better and just makes us like you said attaining taqwa like that's so it's so important if we could do a whole series on just taqwa like god consciousness like it's so it's so important everything Al-Qaeda said wrapped up everything i wanted to say really take it one step at a time like don't feel like you have to do so much at one time allah Taala says in different hadith that allah loves those consistent deeds even if they're small keep doing them you know if that's making dua every single morning keep doing it little things you know giving salams to your muslim neighbor or you know sister or brother like the little things you do add up so yeah yeah oh just one more thing because you just reminded me (laughs) (laughs) we've gone for hours okay we could but basically I feel like so you need to make attainable goals like yes you can make big goals but also make attainable goals so at the same time even if you don't meet those big goals at least you're not disappointed and feel like oh you wasted the whole month because exactly. you met the little goals and sometimes the little goals are what makes a big difference compared to making the big goals you know mm-hmm. it gets you ready for the bigger ones actually and i was in a ramadan um mentoring like workshop and the one sister you know Mila, um bless her she literally was telling us about you know we love to make these big long lists there's nothing wrong with that but choose one thing that you're going to do throughout ramadan one consistent thing that you will do every single ramadan inshallah and you will see that it will begin to be a habit even after ramadan so a lot of us maybe have a long list of what we want to do go through that list and see what do you truly feel like is applicable to you right now within your journey of finding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know it could be I need to make dua every day you know I need to um, make sure I'm making my prayers every single day so find what you need to do as of right now stick to it one thing so after Ramadan like Rukhaya said you don't feel like you just wasted a month because you didn't you're focusing still on one thing and another thing I want to say too is make a dua list a dua list <clears throat> And it's really important because it's like, I know sometimes we like to kind of just, you know, free, do it, go through the as we want to do. But especially during the last 10 nights where any of those days could be Laylatul to Qadr and Prophet says to seek it on the odd nights, that could be any of the days. So it's better to have a list of du'as that you really want to be accepted and to constantly say them throughout the month of Ramadan. So then inshallah, you will, you will be able to catch Laylatul to Qadr this Ramadan inshallah. Well, let's end with making a dua. I feel like that's what we need to end with. Yes. May Allah make this Ramadan your best Ramadan. Ameen. best Ramadan. Ameen. May you build, um, like, new habits to better the old ones. Ameen. Ameen. May you be rewarded for all the good that you do this throughout the whole entire month. Ameen. And... May Allah bless us all with Jannatul Firdaus Al-Ala and let this Ramadan be our best Ramadan. Ameen. Ameen. Did you like anything? That's beautiful. Um, 
I guess one more thing is that, you know, may Allah grant you all with what your heart truly yearns for. And I think a lot of us have different needs and wants that we want to be attained this Ramadan. And we're like begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it. So I truly, I truly make dua, including myself, that we all get what our heart truly yearns for. And that could be anything, anything small to anything big. Um, there was a uh, Yusha Evans. He um, he makes a lot of videos on YouTube and I've seen him on Instagram a couple times of his videos and he basically said Ramadan is a time where the impossible becomes possible. Throughout the year, dua is what makes the impossible become possible, but especially during Ramadan. So don't think any of your duas are too big or too small to attain. Constantly make dua and you will see the differences in your life, inshallah. Inshallah. Ameen. My name is Raqaya Wrights. Thank you for watching this episode of Breaking Barriers, and I can't wait to keep the conversation going.